You're listening to episode 72 of the Urban Yogi Podcast featuring Ann Mahler. Ann Mahler is an intuitive healer, singer, actor, and muse. Her mission is to offer and inspire human connection and expression straight from the heart and soul. Whether she is leading a moon circle, sharing a healing song, doing an intuitive reading, or playing a role in a film, it all comes from that energy and intention. Anne is a classically trained mezzo-soprano with a BA in English from Yale University. She began working professionally as an actress at age 15, and before she discovered her intuitive gifts, her answer to a day job was editing books. Anne has worked or trained closely with numerous luminaries in both the arts and the personal growth fields, including best-selling authors Danielle Laporte and Regina Thomas-Hauer, Tony Award-winning choreographer Anne Ranking, and Academy Award-nominated actor Roy Schneider. It is her firm conviction that what the world needs is us in our purest, bravest, most honest, and most open form. That is the elixir that we pour into the world, and it is needed now more than ever. I hope you enjoy my interview and the beautiful singing of Ann Mahler. Yeah, yeah, no, I've I've been having fun with this podcast and I used to be quite religious about it, like one guest per week. But, yeah. uh, you know, then I got sort of involved with other things and other projects. And now it's just like, oh, if there's somebody who I find really engaging and interesting, who I would love to speak with, such as yourself, I'm like, can you be on my show? <laughs> yeah, so this is awesome. So this is the lovely Ann Mahler. And Ann, are you in Maine right now? I am. There you go. Um, yeah, so Anne is a beautiful singer, and I was kind of having a difficult week the other week, and I signed up for your mailing list, and then I received this message from you with a song, and it like literally made me cry to listen to the song because it was just what I needed at that time. I have no idea what the song was, but your voice was so heartfelt, it really triggered like a catharsis within me, so thank you for that. You're welcome. That Thank was really it like that. special and helpful. I've never, I've never been given, gifted a song like that before. So mm -hmm. thank you. Yeah. So how about we just dive in from there? Like, let's talk about music and spirituality and, and how you fuse the two together. Yeah. Great. Okay. Well, um, oh gosh. Okay. <laughs> That's a <broad laughs> question. Topic. Where to begin? <laughs> well, I mean, I'll start with what you just shared, which is that I, um, I've started to incorporate, so in the past, singing and acting and performing, and then um, my spirituality, personal growth and healing work have sort of been, I mean, they're related, but kind of in separate worlds. That was like <laughs> how I was, yeah. Yeah. And then what happened, it really was only in the past year that I started to really, because everything's been so intense for so many people. And at the beginning of the um, lockdown, I was living with my 94 year old grandmother. Well, wow. I was living on a property with her and helping to basically take care of her. And, um, you know, she was with it, but also starting to kind of be a little between the worlds and a little confused sometimes, and definitely was struggling with um, the isolation of mm. this time. And, um, I noticed that music really did something to her. And yeah. then sometimes when we were around some other family members and their politics are different from mine and this and that, and I just noticed that music is really unifying and it brings people right, right back into their hearts, you know? Right. 
Um, so that was something I was kind of paying attention to. And then I, um, oh, well, then I listened to a, a, a light language transmission with oh. a singer named Nina Starsong. Um, I've heard on of her. The, I was listening to her in the car. Nice. <laughs> and I started to, I had, it was the first time I'd heard a light language transmission. And I had this really intense really profound kind of remembrance catharsis experience. I literally had to pull over wow. to the side of the road and get out and like get on the ground. I was so, there was so much flowing through me. Was it and, like a channeled language yeah, in song? She's doing, mm -hmm. and she's oh, classically cool. trained soprano. Oh my so, gosh. You're going to have to send this to me. After. Yeah, I have to send it to you. You're going to like probably flip out. Probably. Um, <laughs> in the best possible <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Totally. <laughs> so that happened. And that was actually on my way to visit my grandmother for the second time in the last year. Nice. So there's a lot for me about, you know, lineage and all of that. But also I started to think about the fact that um, there have just been a lot of times in my life when people have asked me to sing uh, for memorials or like going away things or rituals or mm -hmm. weddings or and and that's been sort of more frequent than you know booking a show on broadway or something which was kind right. of the goal and so that was like I, me too <laughs> yeah yeah and then yeah. i started to think you know what every time that i sing from that place of just offering from my heart people cry yes every time yes <laughs> so, yes so that is kind of where that then I started to think, oh, there's like some, there's a connection here. And so that's mm -hmm. when I started to fuse them together and just let go of being, you know, competing with my Broadway friends or right. whatever. Just like, can I just do this from a place of offering? And I'm, I'm giving this as a, as an offering from my heart as a healing, mm -hmm. because that's what it's always been for me too, yeah. as a consumer, you know? Yeah. It's like bringing it back to that initial intention of just serving through your gifts yeah and i mean the best the best broadway performances i've seen is where the where the actor or the singer's just doing that yes um you know and and now that we're in the aquarian age it really is all about it's not about being famous it's just about serving through our passions yeah and so it's so amazing and also with the internet like we can literally get our art out to so many people yes. without any middlemen yeah and it's and so it's sad. Broadway's closed down right now. It's so sad. I know. It's, yeah. so, it's so sad. That was yeah. when, I mean, I was sort of in a bubble with my, up there in this tiny town with my grandmother. <clears throat> where mm -hmm. I was working this temp job. It was kind of intense. But um, mm -hmm. that when it, for, when it started to really hit me, what was going on was when the announcement about Broadway closing and then when the Summer Stock Theater up here said they were canceling their summer. Oh, season. my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> <You're kidding me. laughs> yeah. And as you said before, like we're, people are so isolated right now and, and music can be so healing. And so for you to be yeah. setting these healing songs to people, like I'm sure you're touching so many people in that way and like helping so many people, not uh -huh. just myself, but yeah, there's something about the way you sing. Are you a, a soprano? Is Would you define yourself yeah. as a soprano? Yeah. I it's like so vibrating <laughs> your heart <laughs> and then yeah. it helps like it helps the listener to come into their heart because you're literally tapping into your heart frequency and then expressing that through your voice. Mm -hmm. Kind of like how I see, um, I went to see Esther Hicks once speak, like Abraham Hicks. Yeah. 
Yeah. And like, I could see the energy coming down through her crown and then she was just translating it with her words. Mm. And I feel like you're feeling the energy in your heart and then you're translating it with your song. Yeah. Um, and then I also watched you sing on one of your IGTVs, Angel yeah. by Sarah McLaughlin. That was a beautiful rendition. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that was really, really nice. That song when... is so special to me. Yeah, amen. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. When did you first start singing? I always sang, like nice. when I was little. I, I think that one of my aunts has somewhere in a, I don't know, somewhere in her basement, a video of me singing. I used to sing this song called The Little White Duck. Oh. <laughs> and my family loved it. I mean, I think I was like three or four or five or something. How does um, it go? <laughs> it goes something like, I don't know, remember all the words, but it's something like, I'm just a little white duck swimming in the water. A little white duck doing what I utter. I jumped right up to a lily pad and then something, 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 something. And he said, I'm glad to be a little white duck. That's how it goes. That's so <laughs> awesome. At the time I had, um, because my, I had a, um, a, a babysitter who had a thick main accent. And so I said, swimming in the water. I love that. Of, which of course, that faded fairly quickly. But um, <laughs> yeah, so that's, I was always into, I just always loved to sing and um, it just always felt good. But nice. I think I probably, you know, I always did chorus stuff and then I started to get solos. And um, then I think it was kind of a, I started to really take it seriously, like around junior high age, I started to take voice cool. lessons and yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. There's just something about singing. Like, I don't know about you, but when I'm having to do public speaking, sometimes I get real nervous, mm -hmm. but when I'm asked to sing, I find it so much easier to sing in front of large groups of people. And I don't get as nervous. I get excited and a little nervous, but not as nervous as when I have to like make a speech or something. Yeah. I feel like for those of us whose gift is is song, it's just so natural and it 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 really just it feels so good yeah, <laughs> to sing. Yeah, it really does. And I mean, I will say I sometimes do get nervous. Yeah, um, and I I do too. But, but yeah, I definitely there is something about it that I don't know. There's something it flows more somehow. Yeah, a yeah. sort of an in the in the vortex kind yeah. of feeling and totally. And sometimes it's like, you know, where words fail, music speaks. Yes. And I definitely noticed that about your music. And also your full moon ceremonies have been really transformative and powerful for me to mm -hmm. tune into. And I love how you combine the divine love meditation, which I'd love you to go over for the audience. Oh, sure. Um, you know, and how you receive the divine love through the thyme. Is it the thymus gland? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. Mm -hmm. And then how you go into like this sort of, transmission state where you receive a vision and then you share it um and and one time you were talking about how you saw like all of us dancing and getting really earthy and grounded and i had been receiving similar visions and i was like that's so cool because <laughs> that's what i was <laughs> that's what i was seeing too <laughs> yeah oh i love that i love that's yeah. that's one of the reasons i love to do the groups because that mm -hmm. sort of i don't know that synchronicity or yeah. The ways in which our beings are talking to each other becomes very evident. Totally. Totally. Yeah. And I don't know if you um, ever watch the podcast or hear the podcast Under the Skin with Russell Brand. 
Oh, um, I, I think I just saw, I've seen a couple clips recently and I've always okay. kind of been intrigued by him. So I'm, I'm, yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah he's an interesting character and, and he had this shaman on named Wendy Mandy mm. and she was talking about how in many ancient societies, like the whole group would gather around a fire and dance and stomp their feet and get earthy and grounded. Um, and it kind of reminded me of the visions that we'd been had having in your full moon ceremony. And I was like, that's so cool. And she said that literally that's what many cultures would do to raise the Kundalini energy together as a group. And I, mm -hmm. I thought that that sounds really juicy and fun. <laughs> it does. And it also, uh, I'm sure you actually have a question you want to ask me, but I do want to just say no. an aside yeah. about that, that it reminds me of um, a lot of the work that, a lot of the experiences I had at Mama Gina's. Uh, oh, yes. New York over the years. Which is, and now I'm kind of starting to see how, for me, there's always been something really important and sacred and healing about, you know, women, female only spaces. And at the same time, I feel like there's something shifting in the energy now yeah. uh, where there's a lot to be said for having everyone come together and connect. Um, mm -hmm. But there's a lot of stuff that she leads these sort of rituals and healing things where you are really getting into your body and letting nice. stuff come out and, or any, I mean, there are lots of people who, who lead things like that. It's just really, I just think it's so easy for us to live up here. So. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that kind of touches on what I was going to ask you is like, do you find, cause when I hear your voice, I really feel you rooted in your body. I really feel you mm -hmm. vibrating almost like the glandular system or the vagus nerve. I'm not sure what, you know, is going on, but I'm like this, this woman is in her body and mm -hmm. she's expressing from that place of being grounded in her body mm -hmm. yet connected to something more. And when I auditioned for Canadian Idol, when I was 16, I was so nervous and I made it pretty far. Uh, but then the Simon Cowell type judge was like, you're too schmaltzy. You're too theatrical. Get out. And I was like, oh. Um, and I just remember, like, I wasn't really in my body. I was so nervous. Yeah. Um, and so the practices of, like, yoga and breath work and even superfood nutrition and detoxification and just going out in nature more have really helped to bring me more into my body. And now, I like, it's it's even more fun to sing now because I can literally yeah. feel like I'm vibrating my glands as if my body is the instrument that mm. is being vibrated. Mm. And you do a really good job, I feel, of doing that. So do you want to speak to that? Like, what is your technique of singing? Oh, gosh. Well, um, I mean, I, uh, well, okay. So I'm going to speak to the in embodiment and then the technique. Mm. Um, cool. So I think that, well, first off, I completely relate to having auditions where I was not embodied, like so many, so many experiences <laughs> like that. Um, and uh, I think maybe when I am, it's, um, I mean, I do a lot of actually barefoot grounding outside. Nice. Me I've too. Been, I wasn't when I was living in New York City before. Me neither. Yeah. <laughs> I lived in New York when I was 17. So I got kicked oh, off Idol. Then I won a scholarship to go to AMDA. I don't know if you've heard oh, of it. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So I was there for two years. So anyway, yeah. Oh, yeah. So you, we've probably sort of had very parallel. parallel yes, in course. certain ways, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So I think that that has really helped in the past year or so. Um, and I, you know, done a lot of trauma healing work and just all kinds of things over the past few in general, but especially in the past like two or three years more intensively. Nice. Um, yeah. And I mean, my technique 
is sort of, it's rooted primarily in classical, you know, classical singing. That's how I started. And cool. most of the exercises I use are still from that. I have a few things that are more like musical theater type approach to singing. Um, and other than that, in terms of how I approach, I mean, honestly, sometimes my choice of what I'm going to sing, well, it is always intuitively led yeah. when I'm doing it in a spiritual context. Um, but certainly there's a, you know, a little bit of like, well, my voice, my soprano side is not particularly <laughs> warm today or whatever, but, uh, and then I just like to, I mean, sometimes on my own, I'm doing like arias and stuff just to kind of keep that warm. And then nice. I did acapella in college. And so I don't know, over the years, just doing different things like auditioning and performing, I've become a little more uh, versatile, I would say, but yes. still, I'm not like a pop, you know, vocal acrobatics person. Um, my my thing is a little simpler, I think. And, and, and that's I, what I love. I accept that. <laughs> no, me too. My mom was always, when I was doing my stuff, she'd always be like, well, less trills, Will, less trills. Keep it simple. <laughs> <laughs> when you're singing, my heart will go on. You don't have to be like Celine Dion, just do it your own way. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. So I was like, thanks, mom. That's a good pointer. Yeah. Do it my I own mean, way. I definitely do. Before I'm going to um, do a, a group live or a client session or whatever, I am consci consciously gr rooting and grounding and like cool. connecting to usually first and second chakras. Also, you probably as a, well, actually, I would be curious to know if men are trained this way or not. Women, especially sopranos, I've known over the years, both teachers and fellow singers, there's like a whole thing about sopranos, like, you know, connecting with your like literally connecting with the genital area as a way to kind of access. Mm. I don't, I don't totally understand it. But I love that. I think yeah, that's great. And you know, we didn't learn that in, okay. in Amdur or anything, but as I've started to intuitively do that through the practices of Montauk Chia and I started yeah. my own Tantra school online, I was like, Oh my God, it's so much easier to like stay grounded and to come from a place of authenticity when I'm connected to my genitals. And I, I think your mom called it the low heart once, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. I think that's from some Tantra training, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. Well, she she was just saying at her talk once, like, um, the high heart and then the low mm -hmm. heart is the genitals. And if you want to, you know, regain more power in one's life, go to the place in the body where you've been the most shamed. And for many of us, that's the genitals. Mm -hmm. Interesting. And now that, I, now that I literally feel better about my genitals, it's so yeah. much easier to sing. <laughs> That's so fascinating. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. It's not something that I've necessarily tracked for myself particularly, uh -huh. but I think that's probably also true. It's like so it, I, I, mean, yeah. I have to say I didn't have maybe as much shame in that area as some other people, but of mm -hmm. course, you know, I did grow up in our society and right. whatever. <laughs> right. Well, I was in Bali a couple of years ago and I was teaching a women's yoga retreat, co-facilitating it like a trauma informed uh, yoga retreat and in the ballroom next to us in the hotel was seth riggs who is um oh yeah level singing dude like he's the guy yeah. who created it right the michael yeah. jackson's white teacher and so i i just asked his assistant like could i sneak in just for a bit and she's like oh yeah sure come on in and he was literally like telling people to engage the pelvic floor basically squeeze the genitals yeah. and engage the core 
to support the notes. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. This is like the complete opposite to what I learned at AMDA from my like classical teacher, who was always like, when you hit the high notes, push your, your gut out, like to create a vacuum. Interesting. Yeah. So it was just this complete different technique. And then I started to do that because I've been doing so much Kundalini yoga where you basically do squeeze the rectum sex organ navel at the end of each kriya or each pose. So I was like, okay, this is really natural because I've been doing this so much. And I was surprised, like I could really hit quite high notes compared to what I ever had before using that technique of basically bringing the awareness to the pelvic floor and the genitals, engaging them slightly, and then hugging in the navel point. Wow. That's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I hadn't thought about that, but, but actually Seth, so Seth Riggs and I think maybe one of his like collaborate collaborators came and taught at a summer musical theater program that I did as a teenager. Oh, nice. Uh, so I had early exposure to that sort of speech level singing in tandem <laughs> with this like highly traditional classical teacher that I had. So that was a little confusing, but it, but it's, yeah. kind of, you know, but yeah, I definitely, another thing that one teacher had me do sometimes that is not exactly the same, but I feel like it sometimes has a similar effect is like leaning against a wall and squatting lower on the higher notes. Oh, I like that. Yeah, it helps a lot, actually. Coming into a bit of a horse stance with your spine against the... Yeah. The, okay, I'm going to try that. Yeah, yeah. That's really cool. I even yeah. have a grounding mat. Like, I have my feet on it right now and I because I'm in a high-rise. And I find when, I, oh, when yeah. I'm teaching a voice lesson or even if I have a client, I'll get them to stand on the grounding mat to just mm-hmm. get earthed. Even if it's yeah. placebo, just like feel earthy, feel connected to Mother Earth. Wow. So that you can hit those notes in a more supported way. Yeah. Because it's easy to sort of feel like you're going to like spin off into the stratosphere sometimes. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Yeah. What's your sign? I am a Sagittarius. Okay. But I have Aquarius rising and moon in Leo. Nice. And a bunch of things in like Libra and Scorpio. Cool, cool. And you? I'm like mostly Cancer and in Vedic, like everything is Cancer. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm new to, to astrology, but I was hanging out with my astrology friend yesterday. And also I was learning about the Chiron sign recently and like how mine's in the seventh house and that's the wounded healer. And so it's about relationships and Mm. learning things. So, yeah, I don't know how, how into astrology are you? I don't, I'm just learning. Relatively. I mean, it's all on a spectrum, you know, um, but I, I'm pretty into it, but I've never had my Vedic done and I'm kind of curious about that. Yeah, it's it's interesting because it can sometimes be completely different. Yeah. And uh yeah, so that was that was cool. But um tell me tell me a little bit about like your upbringing and sort of as it relates to music and how you kind of navigated between the Seth Riggs type of approach to singing and the more classical because that's been a journey for me as well. Like I was in the BC Boys Choir and it was very like you know, mm-hmm. I was a soprano actually when I was 10 in the, <clears throat> in the oh, boys wow. choir. And I remember yeah. when my voice started to drop, I was so devastated. I was like, no. <laughs> oh my God. I think that's so common for boys. Yeah. At, yeah. Boy singers. At, yeah. Boy singers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. Um, and I always found it because I wanted to have a bit of that sort of Michael Jackson or that sort of pop mm-hmm. feel. And I remember my traditional voice coaches were like, no, 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 no. Like, don't sing like that. Like, make it very pure and straight and, you know, mm-hmm. Welsh. Um, and I like a bit of that, but I, I like to sort of fuse my own thing. And I feel that's what you're doing. You know, there's yeah. a bit of a pop uh, uh, feeling to your voice and to your approach yeah. to singing. 
but it's it is really rooted in a classical tradition so mm. speak to that a bit i'd love to yeah um this is so fun i don't usually <laughs> get to talk about singing in such detail um or i mean i haven't in a while um i let's see i mean a lot i'd say mostly it kind of has to do with just sort of being a chameleon and just kind of mm -hmm. finding what works for the situation you know mm -hmm. um that being said i never like when i ever i sort of had an option of i'm gonna try to sound like this person who's more of a belter if it didn't i guess i think this is it my i had a teacher uh i mean my early classical teachers gave me such a firm foundation that then if I was doing something that felt like it was um, like straining or hurting my voice, I just didn't do it. Right. So that was kind of, I think, in some ways, I mean, it might have decreased my versatility in some ways, but it also helped me to kind of keep, you know, keep my instrument intact. Yes. Um, and then... I really, I honestly don't really, if, okay, if I'm doing, preparing a song for an audition for a show, then I will usually think quite a bit about what is the style of the show, what is, so therefore, what is the vocal style for this song, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so for example, um, last fall before the lockdown, I had an audition for a, um, a musical that was on Broadway that was basically uh, that was all bob dylan songs but they oh, created i heard about that yeah it was yeah. i didn't get a chance to see it but the music is so beautiful like it's just it's sort of like almost like a folk kind of mm -hmm. it's really fascinating what they've done with his songs but so that was an opportunity for me to do something it was a very different style i wasn't trying to sound like bob dylan but the the character that, that would I, be funny right yeah that would, that would be that would be quite a feat <laughs> i think i might hurt myself I might. Uh, yeah i think i would too <laughs> yeah but like this style was really was much more sort of rock yes folk than i'm used to and it's definitely been it's funny because it's like I don't know about you, but some of that kind of early, that kind of um, classical, pure thing, there's something beautiful about it, but it also can be a little restricting. Yeah. And I always sort of had this, I think that I had a little bit of an idea of this is how I want to sound. Mm -hmm. This is like the proper way to sing. And so sort of expanding into some other things that might feel a little foreign at first, but then yes. finding oh, I actually do have some power in my voice in a different way yeah. in this direction. That's really kind of fun. It's you know? fun, eh? Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, that's a whole other, like, color or a whole other yeah. flavor of who I am. Yeah, you know? and your vocal palette. Yeah, yeah. Or your but vocal in terms of my work, yeah. like, for the things that you've heard, I really honestly just, I just sort of let it come out however it comes out. That's great. Yeah. yeah and that's that <laughs> it works really well and that's that's what i've i've been i've been doing too it's like sort of you know we're influenced by other singers and we're influenced by other people and then we kind of just drop all that and we just come from the heart yeah and also um i had this teacher at the same musical theater place where seth riggs came um he's a 
he is I don't actually know what he's doing now. I think he's now a college professor, but he was a casting director. And before that, he was Broadway performer. His name is Dave Clemens. And he oh, I've heard of him. Yeah, Yeah. he's a really lovely man. And he used to say, if you think about the right thing, you don't have to do a damn thing. Meaning, right? If you're thinking about the story and you're telling a story and you're connecting to that and the relationship, the other stuff falls into place. Right. It's just natural. Yeah, if I mean, if it your mind's mean, in the right like, place. obviously you have technique to fall back on, yeah. but you don't have to think about it as much because it, that that's the driver. Right. So if yeah. you could do any role, any musical theater role in the world, what would be like one of your dream roles to play? Um, I, gosh, there are a lot. That's hard to choose. <laughs> I actually... Top three. <laughs> Oh, thank you. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. I actually, I know this is, it's not super particularly feminist, but I really love Audrey in Little Shop. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, oh, yeah. So, I love that. Oh, I just love. Suddenly Seymour. Epic. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> and the um, accent is so fun. I could see you doing the good. You could probably do the, the good accent. Thank you. Thank you're you. kind of I from mean, that part of the world. You could probably, yeah. Yeah, yeah, really yeah. That accent well. comes fairly naturally for me, even yeah. though it's not at all where I come from. But um, <laughs> I mean, familiarly speaking. But right. Uh, and then I really love. Um, I actually really love. I can't remember the name the name of the character, but Christine Ebersol played the daughter in Grey Gardens. Oh, and um, she sings this song around the world and it is just like, it's just, it's just so exquisite. Is there Um, a cast recording of that? Yes. Okay. So if you just look up Christine Ebersol, Grey Gardens. Okay. Um, Okay. And then for number three, I feel like I'm missing something super obvious. Um, you could I mean, totally play Glinda in Wicked. Oh, thank you. I would love to play Glinda in Wicked. I don't know that I have those high notes anymore, but they might be there with a little work. I, I think bet you could do it. Hysterical. Yeah. She's, so, I mean, that show is, and I've actually yeah. done, I've sung for good a number of times. Nice. Different things. Um, and then like an old, really old school one that I love. Oh, well, definitely. Oh, Music Man. The Music Man. Oh, yes, Mary yes. and the Librarian. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm, I'm yeah. trying to remember. I did see it a long time ago. She sings um, My White Knight and um, Till There Was You and mm. stuff like that. Like cool. those, those classic. Yes. Um, I mean, I could go to town. Like uh, Carousel. I mean, oh, that yeah. one. So it's so problematic, but the music is amazing. I feel like we would do a really good duet of when the children are asleep and <laughs> lights are low. Totally. <laughs> if I still love you the way I love you today, oh. you'll pardon my saying I told you so. <laughs> oh, <it's> so <laughs> that would be so also, fun. You know what else we could do? Uh, do you, are you familiar with The Secret Garden? A little bit. Okay. I've there, heard I think not one, you that's bound to go away. Yes. I think there's yes, that's I think Dickens. Hold on. 
um, okay. does that. And uh, he's like the guy in the, he's like the sort of earthy guy in the garden kind of um, okay. character. Um, and, but there's, I think there's a duet between Lily and like Archibald Craven or something. Lily's the ghost. Of the oh, okay. Mother. Anyway. <laughs> I need to watch it. Cause I, I've always sort of been intrigued by that musical. Oh. I feel like you could also be in um, Little Women. Mm. I really I enjoyed that. that. That's yeah. so funny that you say that because um, there was there's a woman named Maureen McGovern. Oh yeah, the mother in that yeah the Broadway production, and we went and my mom knows her for some reason, and so we went and we went backstage, and she was so nice. lovely, and she's just like so elegant. Nice. Um, I love that. That's, that was a good show. Wasn't it? Yeah, I love that song. Astonishing. Yeah, I, I'm gonna have to go back and listen because it's not like. Oh, and you know what? You you do a really good job of the song. Um, I don't actually know what it's called, but it's in Little Women. It's like <laughs> when the daughter is like in the wheelchair and she's dying. It's like some things are meant to be. The waves oh. flowing fast and free. The way they take hold of me, no matter what I do. <clears throat> but oh. some things will never die. The promise of who you are. The memories when I am far from you. Oh, I love that. Thank All you. my life I've lived for loving you. Let me go now. I feel like you do a really good job of that. Thank you. You're, <laughs> yeah. you're more up, a little more up on the like recent stuff, which is great. I mean, I'm up on some. Oh, you know what is a great one? Did you see Matilda? No. Oh, this. Are you familiar with the book? Roll no. Oh, no, no. But I heard like I heard a couple. It's like a lot of kids singing, eh? Yeah, but there is a character named Miss Honey who's the teacher. Okay. And she sings this beautiful song where she goes, since since you've been serenading me, I'll just give you a little. <laughs> yes, please. It goes something like, but this little girl, this miracle, she seems not to know that she's special at all. And what kind of, what now I'm making it up. But it's something like it sounds she, beautiful. <laughs> this little girl who has like all these, you know, she has her parents don't understand who she is, but the mm -hmm. teacher does. It's really nice. Oh, I'll what, have to check it you, out. Do you like? Do you have any that you would love to? Doctor Frankenfurter. What is that in? From uh, Little Sh uh, Rocky Horror oh, Picture yes, Show. Yes. Yeah, yes. I'd love to do. I'm just a sweet transvestite <laughs> from transsexual. Transylvania. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> it would be fun. One time in yoga, because I sing at the end of my yoga classes, I sang um, Find Your Grail, which Tim Curry sang in Spamalot, mm -hmm. which I, I like that song. I think it was a bit much for Shavasana. <laughs> I think my I think my boss was like, um, some people were saying you were singing like some like show tune with like five key changes in Shavasana. Like, what were you doing? <laughs> and then you told them to breathe into their balls. William. <laughs> A little too much. A little too much. <laughs> Can you just sing an aria? Are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're all like lying on the ground. I'm like, life is really up to you. <laughs> and they're all like, what's going on? So this is not what I expected. Oh my God. It was I that like a... Sung for Savasana in other nice. people's classes. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. I, I Actually, your sister was in my class, I think back in like 2012. And I sang oh, really? Define Gravity. And she said oh. she really liked it. You yeah. know, it's finding that balance. And I used to teach lots of hot yoga. And so yeah. it was almost like this liminal experience where people got super high from the hot yoga. Yeah. 
and then they'd be in that kind of liminal space and then I would sing something kind of like you know a Sarah McLaughlin like choices that that I've seen you make um you know and then sometimes I felt like okay I can today's a day where I could kind of push it I sensed defying gravity could potentially work for for oh my god God, i love that or or also like um (laughs) some of my (laughs) friends who are like fitness fitness people they i they uh really like to if they're really going in on a workout they like listen to gospel oh yeah which is a really good idea that i never would have thought of myself that is a good Um, idea right it's like yeah or christian christian sort of rock you know like those you know what's it called hillsong united has some really epic ones totally like for a spin class when you're going up a hill it's like our god is an awesome god he reigns hallelujah (laughs) (laughs) now bring it up to gear 18. a lot more of that in the yes world. <laughs> you know it would be cool if i if i sometime taught a spin class and then you were like singing like epic opera like sarah brightman-esque yeah. opera that would be I would totally really cool be down for that. <laughs> okay awesome let's let's put that in our in our to-do list an epic rock opera spin yeah. class experience with like lights and it would be really cool it'd be really fun. i love that yeah oh it's it's epic i love epicness Me too. and um and I love that sort of high caliber combination. You've got it. Sarah, Sarah uh, McLaughlin has it. Sarah Brightman has it. It's this sort of high caliber presence that you guys embody with a bit of a pop feel. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think it's really accessible and it's, it's, um, it's a nice sort of crossover vibe that you guys have. Mm, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I have a list of questions. I want to make sure that I'm not forgetting. Okay. Anything. Know, just riff on like it's things. fun to riff yoga classes forever some interviews i i like prepare everything and i have all these questions like i interviewed amanda volmer a couple weeks ago and had all these oh, questions yeah. and um but then sometimes it's just fun to like kind of just riff you yeah, know totally. um yeah i'm also the eldest what what does it feel like being the eldest child <laughs> oh that's a great question mm. hmm I mean, some, sometimes I, for me, being sort of the protective older sister is so ingrained and natural, and there's a lot about it that I actually really love. Like, it feels, for me, kind of like an honor to be a person who, like, just really shows up, you right. know, as a, as a sibling. Not that I do it perfectly, but it, I, for me, it's like one of my sort of sacred commitments, if that mm-hmm. makes any sense. Um, and, you know, also, you know, my sister, lots of people think she's older than I am. Her life mm. is more like sort of established in the most I, more traditional ways. The very first time I came across you, I totally sensed you were the eldest. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, you had this this presence, and I was like, "She's she's the older sister." I can like I could tell. Oh wow! Yeah, I, think I really. You're older. Maybe I could. T- yeah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, sometimes people can, but you know, whatever. It doesn't yeah, really yeah. matter what people perceive. But mm-hmm. but um, I guess I find that sometimes she and I, I think we flip flop roles a little bit. Sometimes we're very close in age, and we have like a lot of karma together in a good way. So we're very Mm -hmm. sort of in each other's corners. Cool. Like in a very committed way. Um, You know, sometimes I've definitely had times in my life where I was like, God, why couldn't like, 
you know, why did I have to be the one to go first or what, <laughs> whatever, you know, yeah. um, though she has in some ways as an adult. And actually I, I'm, was the oldest of two growing up, but I, we have a younger sibling too. Oh, okay. 18, half, half sibling. Oh, okay, um, cool. And they, um, so that with, with them, I feel a little more almost parental except not. You know, because right. it's a big age, it's 21 year age difference. I see. So do you and Kate have the same father? Yes. Okay, cool. Yes. All three of us do. All three. Of <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, like, yes, Kate and I have the same two parents. I see. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. But I mean, I don't know. I kind of like. Mostly it feels, mostly I, I like it, I think. I just, yeah. but I, you know, sometimes my, actually my godmother sent me this thing and maybe I can get the actual quote for the show notes, but because I, I like to give people credit. Um, it's by a f famous French philosopher or psychiatrist or something whose name I can't remember at the moment, but she said, uh, but the um, quote is, the firstborn is given to God and the secondborn is given to laughter. Oh, cool. Isn't that so, I felt, I was like, yeah. whoa. <laughs> okay, we need to put that in the show notes for sure. Right? I, yeah, that's epic. I know, because there is something about becoming, like, that's like a cone. That's like a Zen I cone. <laughs> I, like, I have to meditate on that for five I years know, now. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> yeah, totally. And, but it really landed for me because I was like, there's some, there is something about being the first, you're kind of like forging a path in your family's like gifts yeah. and functions and, you know, whatever. I'm definitely the sentimental older, you know, I, it's been harder for me to detach from the structures of the yeah. family. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Me too. But Yeah. That's beautiful. Okay, well, I want to get into the divine love meditation. Yeah. I just have to use the bathroom. Yes, I'll do the same. Awesome. Okay, pause. Yeah. So we're just talking about siblings. <clears throat> so yeah, I've got three younger brothers. Oh, wow. Yes. And two of them now live in the UK. And uh, we were actually all going to run the Paris Marathon together before this lockdown. Yeah. So my mom really misses them and she's sort of very by the book. So she's like, no, I'm not going to fly until this is all over. And I'm like, I don't know when it's going to be over, mom. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, at some point I'm, you know, we'll, we'll all reunite in person and uh, we've been doing a lot of FaceTiming and, and stuff, but, but yeah. Yeah. So long story short, we all were brought up in Vancouver mm -hmm. and yeah, as you were saying before, it's like the mountains and the ocean and the air is so fresh. It's, yeah. it's, I'm grateful to to be here and you were talking about hollyhock i think hollyhock is on one of the gulf islands and I think so. we had we took a seaplane to get there oh beautiful yeah. yeah yeah so it's it's such a nice like all these gulf islands are so there's a lot of cool like hippie people who live on them yeah. and, <laughs> and yoga retreat centers and it's just very it's very fun yeah. there's even a naked dock on salt spring island <laughs> wow yeah it's like a dock where you can just be naked and t uh, tan in the sun and I remember at the very end of the dock, there was this fellow known as the drunken master. And he was this guy who was just constantly drunk and he was just espousing wisdom. <laughs> sometimes was oh understandable and sometimes totally not understandable. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, fun times on the Gulf Islands for wow. sure. Wow. That's yeah. like, 
that's like um some sort of shakespearean fool character or something oh my gosh you could totally make a musical about it yeah yeah <laughs> it's like philosophizing about the ducks going by <laughs> it's like what's going on <laughs> i love that it's like that's the drunken master <laughs> he's he's probably on some mushrooms too <laughs> oh my goodness yeah <laughs> yeah so divine love divine love i love divine love me too and I, I've been doing this thing recently called the Isha Judd system. I'm not sure if you've heard of it, but it's kind of similar in terms of focus. Mm. It's like this woman from Australia. I think she's she's quite well known in like Uruguay and different places in South America. And it's basically four different mantras that you recite to yourself as you're focusing deeply in the heart. Mm. And the first one is like, praise love for this moment and its perfection. And then you let your you know regular thoughts float by. Praise love for this moment in its perfection. And you do that for like five or 10 minutes. Oh, I love that. I think I might mm -hmm. try that tonight, actually. Yeah, I'll send you the, I'll send you the, they're called facets. They're four okay. different facets. And then the next one is thank love for my human experience in its perfection. Mm. Thank love for my human experience in its perfection. And then the instruction is like, if, if any sort of, if that brings up any blockages to that beingness, yeah. you can yell into a pillow, you can hit the ground, you can cry. And so I, I love that the, the system gives permission to like do that. And then you bring, yeah. once you've, you know, felt it to heal it and bring your attention back to that mantra. And then the third one is love creates me in my perfection. Hmm. Love creates me in my perfection. And then the final one is Om Unity. And mm -hmm. for that one, you bring your attention from the base of the spine up the spine to unity at the crown. So it's like mm -hmm. Om Unity, Om mm -hmm. Unity. And she says to do it for like an hour a day, but you can do it like for five, 10 minutes per facet. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is, this is really powerful. And it kind of, hearkened a little bit to the divine love stuff that you were doing in the full moon um ceremonies so i'd love you to lead us through a little oh, sure. divine love if you're willing um yeah, i know yeah. people would love it yeah so um as you know but i will just say <clears throat> and we can put it in the notes as well this is an adaptation of the work of robert fritchie, fritchie. at the world service institute it's fritchie f-r-i-t-s-h-s-c-h-e and he's cool. a scientist who has studied the um, effect, the healing effects of divine love on the body. Nice. As well as actually on the environment, like when there was that big oil spill um, in Japan several years ago, he mm -hmm. led this whole uh, global divine love meditation to help with that. It's, it's really wow. fascinating. So I just adapt it for this, but it is based on his work. I like that. Um, okay, so <laughs> I usually do these for people like for an issue or something. So, but let's just, well, is there something you would like guidance? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Free counseling. <laughs> or we could just do like, no, see what has to come in. <laughs> we could, what about something with sort of with the idea of helping people, uh, relax more into our creative potential. Mm, great. 
because okay. I've been really sort of, you know, like there's the whole idea of the indigo child and then yeah. the crystal child. And then there's also rainbow. I'm not really sure about rainbow, but yeah. the whole idea that some of us are there to kind of fight for change mm -hmm. and kind of be a little bit more like on the front lines. And then some of us are just like crystals and we're here to just be the change and not, not yeah. fight so much. So I've been, <clears throat> that's sort of been my thing right now. I was like, okay, like, where do I, where do I fall along that sort of uh, spectrum between indigo and crystal? Yeah. So I don't know, maybe something yeah, like I that. Totally, uh, I'm with you on that. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So you want to, so you already know this, but I'll be explicit in case somebody wants to do it with us. Cool. So you want to have your feet flat on the floor, your legs and your arms uncrossed because this is, our body is like a battery for energy. So you don't want to cross the circuits and have your palms face up um, on a surface in front of you if you have it or next to you, or if that's not available on your lap is also okay. And, um, oh, I guess I should get my timer. Otherwise I'll just stay in meditation forever. Um, <laughs> and that's kind of where I like to live. Um, <laughs> so, um, so what we're gonna do is since it's just us, we can you can repeat after me if you don't mind. Cool, yeah. Um, and then people listening in can do the same if they desire, or you can just listen. And so what we're going to do is have our eyes closed, and I'm going to say the petition is what he calls it, or opening mm. prayer, one line at a time, and then and you'll repeat it. And then we will breathe in together for a count of four and hold for four. And breathe out through the nose like you're blowing your nose, but gently. And then mm -hmm. for two minutes, you will be receiving divine love into your system. Beautiful. And whatever happens is perfect. If you get distracted, you can place your attention, like you said, on your thymus, which is the um, center of your breastbone. And that's where the divine love enters. Cool. And so for we'll the listeners, that's like above, above your heart in the center of your body, chest, like below your neck. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Awesome. Right. All right. So we'll just take a quick minute here to just sort of maybe um, wiggle the hips a little bit to connect to the lower chakras. You can maybe wiggle your hips to be grounded. Imagine roots uh, extending from the base of your spine and your feet down into the earth. And uh, imagine behind your upper back and shoulders, a big pair of angel wings protecting you and guiding you. And imagine your crown chakra open and sparkling light pouring in. And before I do the divine love uh, petition, I'll just say, God, Goddess, Great Spirit, Divine Mother, and all of our highest and wisest guides and angels of the light, thank you for being with us and guiding us in this uh, process together. We ask that this meditation and conversation be governed by the highest light, love, wisdom, and harmony. And we say thank you to Archangel Michael for surrounding us with his silver light and protecting us with his silver sword. Okay, so now you can repeat after me. With my spirit and the angel's help. With my spirit and the angel's help. I now focus divine love throughout my system. I now focus divine love throughout my system. 
I acknowledge my current situation with the indigo crystal spectrum. I acknowledge my current situation with the indigo crystal spectrum. And my current situation with creative expression. And my current situation with creative expression. I'm contributing to change. I'm contributing to change. And I ask that I be guided and led. And I ask that I be guided and led. Clearly and lovingly. Clearly and lovingly. And that this situation be completely healed. And that this situation be completely healed. Uplifted and resolved. Uplifted and resolved. For utmost thriving. For utmost thriving. Um, on all levels. On all levels. And joy and love. And joy and love. Ease and peace. Ease and peace. Fulfillment and pleasure. Fulfillment and pleasure. Abundance and clarity. Abundance and clarity. With divine love. With divine love. According to the Creator's will. According to the Creator's will. Okay, now we inhale through the nose for four. Hold for four. And out through the nose like you're blowing your nose gently. And you can just receive, and I will be back in two minutes. So um, you can sort of gently resurface and I will just share what came through, which I will keep my eyes closed to help me remember. Awesome. And um, 
so even though this is for whoever's listening and the collective, uh, the imagery that came through was very much like sort of focused on will probably because we're in an energetic connection right now and that's how my system mm. operates. Uh, mm. But I believe this will be relevant to, to people, other people as well. Mm. So what I saw was you, um, I saw you like <laughs> walking um, outside somewhere. It was sort of like you were in the desert maybe or just in some open space. And there was this big like black cloud. It wasn't even like literally a cloud. It was a big black sort of morass of space that was all black. Hmm. Um, and then you turned and looked at it and it sort of, it sort of morphed into like all of this, all of this sparkling um, light. And then you turned back and went, walked forward and it turned black again. And then you turned back and looked at it and it changed again. And then mm. you sort of stared right at it. And these, these like green laser beams of sparkling light came out of your eyes and went straight into it and basically like, evaporated it or transmuted it in some way. And then you kept walking forward and then something started coming towards you from your right. It's all on your right side for some reason. Something started coming towards you from your right side and you just sort of like raise your arm up like this and deflect it and it just goes. Sort of like the woman in Wonder Woman. um, She kind of goes like this. Okay, (laughs) I didn't see it, but yeah. (laughs) Okay. I'll I'll have to watch it. (laughs) Yeah, it's. I mean, it's an action film, but it's, there's actually a lot about it that I think is quite beautiful. Anyway, so you're like this and this energy sort of nefarious or destructive energy is coming toward you. You go like this and it just goes. And then you're kind of carrying along on your way and you're having a great time and you're doing like creative things and fun things and with music. And there's this sense of like you are staying in your sort of high vibe. And as you're doing that, you're able to you just have so much high frequency going on and you're so in sovereignty and ownership of yourself and your vibrational field that anything that comes towards you, you just either deflect it or transmute it. Hmm. And it's not even, it's almost not even real. Like that black cloud wasn't even, it was like a perception, Hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And then, um, and also there was this sense of like, if you look straight at it, it cannot stay in the darkness Mm. stays in the darkness when it's not being like looked at with, but when you look straight at it with that light, it has no choice but to shift. And Mm. then I saw you um, lying like on a beach somewhere maybe. And you were kind of feeling like this sense of holding the, the weight of the world. Like I'm, I, there's so Mm. much going on. I feel like I need to contribute. I need, feel like I need to help. I need to da da da. And then you're, but you're lying down and you just sort of let yourself lie there. And these sort of, um, I don't know what they are, angels or I don't know, some sort of otherworldly beings come in and you have this like cape around over your shoulders. Again, it's green. I don't know what's with the green, Mm. but anyway. Heart chakra. Oh yes. (laughs) It's green cape (laughs) over your shoulders. And they come in and they, and you're like lying down and they kind of remove it 
from out from under you and then they they take it away and so it's this sense of taking away this feeling of being responsible for everybody hmm. and then they take a new cape and kind of like slide it under your upper back and put it on you and it's now this cape is also green but it's shimmering and shining and it has more of a sense of lightness and more of a sense of like yeah, heart mm. energy and love and like it's more connected to what lights you up ah. and that helps you, you can still be, you actually, you can still be contributing and powerful, but it comes from a different place. So it's actually is more powerful. Um, and let me see if there was anything else. Oh yeah. And then at the very end, there was like this dragon that <clears throat> there was like this invitation for us to become for us to see the dragon for who he is and um, he can be our friend instead of being our enemy. We just have mm -hmm. to like not see him as we have to recognize that we're, he's not more powerful than we are. Hmm. So that's what came through. That was really cool. <laughs> yeah. It that was, was cool. really, that's a really cool vision and really resonates with my soul. And when I had my hand up on the table, mm. I could feel these otherworldly supportive energies, like almost like holding my hand, like as, mm. as the two minutes was happening and mm. the two minutes went by really fast. I know they do. Yeah. That was like, that was like two, three seconds. I was like, whoa, but it literally <laughs> felt like there was like supportive energies, like just holding my hand. And like, mm. I don't know what they were trying to say. I think it was just like, we're here, we're here for you. You're not alone. You've, you got a lot of support kind of thing. And that was a really cool experience. Like I was, and then I was trying to attach images to it, but I was like, no, well, like for you in this moment, just feel this supportive energy. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. Thank you yeah. for that. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Through all those images and all those images you shared that really speaks to my psyche and my soul in, in a way mm -hmm. where it's like, okay, I can find that balance mm -hmm. of, yeah. of, of contributing but not needing to hurt myself in the process. Like, yeah. you know, my nervous system doesn't want to like fight, you know? No, yeah. <laughs> mine, mine either. And, and also like the sense that I got was, so the, I mean, part, it's of course a little bit informed by our conversation and the, the burnt holding the weight is also an older child kind of thing to do. Mm -hmm. And um, also when there was this sense of like you kind of really being in your joy <clears throat> it was kind of in that vein of like the riffing that we were doing about, yeah. yes, and then we're going to have, and I got this sense of like the world needs that just as much as, you right. know, oh, I, for, I also forgot something. Then there was also an image of like other people who have maybe a different temperament or a different constitution or a different skill set witnessing and receiving the energy and vibration and inspiration of how you are rolling in the world. And then that like sparks something for them. And maybe then they're going to like do the physical building of a new system, or maybe they are the people who are going to like fight in a different way. Maybe we won't have to, I don't know, but um, it's like your energy when you're really in the authenticity of what's true for you can then like somebody else can spark off of that in their own way. Right. You know, I see. Yeah, I see. Thank you. Yeah. That really <laughs> resonates.
Good. That's very clarifying. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> My pleasure. <laughs> Yay. Do you have any any song that wants to come through? Oh, gosh. Well, that's a good question. Hmm. I guess I should have thought about that before, but um, hmm. let me think for a second. Um, oh, you know what? I don't know if I actually can sing it anymore, but a song that I really love. Are you familiar with, um, uh, Oh, now I can't remember the name of the show. Um, I can't even ask you because it's, oh, The Is Fantastics. A, I've heard of it. I'm not familiar with it. Oh, God, I'm sorry. I need um, to write these down. I need to like write down Grey Gardens. I want to check out that. So what's the song from Grey Gardens that's really cool? Um, Around the World. Okay, cool. Okay. Okay, so this is... I'm gonna. Ha I'm just gonna see if I can take this down a step because like <laughs> the original is a little. So this is called Much More, and it's from the Fantastics, and this okay. is the role that I played when I was a teenager. Cool. The Fantastics. I'd like to swim in a clear blue stream where the water is icy cold. Then go to town in a golden gown and have my fortune told. Just once, just once, just once before I'm old, I'd like to be not evil but a little worldly wise to be the kind of girl designed to be kissed upon the eyes i'd like to dance till two o'clock or sometimes dance till dawn or if the band could stand it just go on and on and on just once just once before the chance is gone i'd like to waste a week or two and never do a chore to wear my hair unfastened so it billows to the floor to do the things i dreamed about but take it down a little bit but i want much more than keeping house much more much more much more you made me cry <laughs> 
Thank you. <laughs> such a, it's just like such a sweet, beautiful. Uh huh. Yeah. You know, I think I was like a female in one or many lifetimes before yeah. this one. Mm-hmm. And it like connected me to that. I've never shared this with anybody. I used to, <laughs> I used to watch Casper. Do you remember Casper uh, oh, the movie? Uh, yes, oh. Casper the Friendly Ghost. But it was like a movie made on like the cartoon with real actors and Christina Ricci. Oh, I played. Think I, I vaguely remember it. I think I've seen it once or twice. Mm-hmm. When I was quite little. Yeah. So I used to like be obsessed with that movie. <laughs> and I, whenever I would babysit this one family, when I put them to bed, I'd watch Casper. Oh. <laughs> I've never told anybody this. Now I'm going to tell everybody. Like <laughs> Why not? <laughs> and, and I really identified with like Christina Ricci's character. Mm-hmm. And when Casper turned for one night, he turned into a real human mm. played by Devin Sawa. Mm. And it was kind of cheesy. And like, there was this song called Remember Me This Way playing. It was like some sort of like slow dance scene in the mansion in the haunted mansion. And so Devin Sawa's character and Christina Ricci's character, they start to make eye contact. Christina Ricci realizes that it's Casper incarnated into a human. And they're literally (laughs) just like dancing. And then they start to rise up. And then everybody else starts to like, whoa, they're like rising up as they're dancing. And I was like, this is so beautiful. So when you were singing, it almost connected me to my divine feminine Mm. that wants to be held by the divine masculine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And giving myself permission to give that to myself and Mm. to allow that into my life, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I totally. I totally know. Yeah. Yeah. It's so interesting how we, you know, we each have that. You know, that's one of the reasons you probably heard me say in the lives, I always, I I mean, I'm a woman and I very much embox, I'm very in the feminine energy for the Mm -hmm. most part. Um, So that's kind of informs how things come in for me. But if I'm seeing, you know, an image that's about a man and a woman, I always say that's, it's about the masculine and the feminine. However, Mm -hmm. that manifests for you. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like it's really not as, um, you know, it's not as cut and dry or yeah, 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 yeah. It can be metaphorical and yeah. And ever since I like, I'm in a men's group now, and it's great. Like it's it's ten guys, and we don't wear masks. We hug, mm-hmm. you know. We get naked. We go cold plunging in the forest, and we're just wild together. And you know, mm-hmm. I as much as I feel like a man in that situation where I'm hugging one of my brothers, I also feel like my divine feminine is being held. Like it's these strong men, like one of them, his name is silver and he's like a very strong man. He's taller than me. And just allowing that Mm. moment to be, is just so beautiful. Yeah. It's just so nourishing, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think a lot of men especially have like this internalized homophobia Mm. where they perhaps on some level want to hug their friend, Mm. but they're maybe a little scared. Oh, does that make me gay or something? Yeah. But what I found is it's very, it's very, very life-giving. And I I think the dominator system has deliberately instilled homophobia into men's psyches through the Mm. medical industrial complex and through religion and through schooling and what have you. Because when men are scared of being intimate in that way, even just hugging without having to hit each other on the back. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) 
it kind of pushes them into this place of competition and comparison, mm, which cogs the wheels of, of the dominator predatory capitalistic culture that we live in. Yeah. So your song really helped to solidify and remind me to the, just be that crystal mm. and to embrace the love. Yeah. And, and as you said in your vision, that's part of my authentic path. And then other people seeing that, that might spark in them their dharma or their purpose, yeah. whatever their purpose is. Yeah. So to really just enjoy my path. Yeah. Without yeah. needing to judge myself through others' eyes. Mm-hmm. I know. It's like, <laughs> it's so easy to do that, you know? <laughs> and for, for some reason, when you were talking about the hugging, um, it reminded me of... Um, I used to study Argentine tango Oh, and that originally actually was men dancing together because really? I actually am a little foggy, honestly, on the history, but there's something about what was going on in Argentina at the time that it was created, that it was created where women were actually not like allowed to be dancing with mm. men or something. So the men were, do were dancing together. Hmm. And then of course it evolved over time to be, male female and the male is usually the leader and the female is usually the follower but now there's mm. a whole movement of men dancing and switching roles back and forth and nice you have some guy friends who are straight guys and they mm -hmm. really like to dance together because they can feel into that energy of who's yes. like who gets to who's leaning in and who's yeah or also yes. my acting teachers josh pice um mm -hmm he he does this system called committed impulse and mm -hmm. he has all these different um sort of energies that he has us work with mm -hmm. in our bodies it's a very physical um and one of them is uh he calls it i think he calls it either tree or masculine hmm. and it is like that you know and then the feminine Amazing. is ocean or feminine and so we practice like being in the tree energy of like the steady container mm -hmm. versus the ocean energy of the <laughs> of the divine feminine yes <laughs> yeah. oh i love that i think yeah. that is that is so beautiful and you know shaman wendy manny she was talking about how in many ancient societies there were you know what we would call the alpha males who often had many wives and many children yeah. and then you had the the shamans who are what we would call the the two spirits or the the, the gay dudes yeah. Yeah. And they would kind of just keep a peaceful thing going on. And they, mm -hmm. when the, when the alpha males were out of balance, they would light fires and chant and do grounding rituals to keep, just keep a peaceful thing going on in the culture. Oh, that's fascinating. Yeah. And then there was a book about North American first nations cultures and the shaman would take the alpha males into the forest when the wives were menstruating, cause they were considered to be too powerful for the men to hang around at that time. Wow. And yeah. And then the, so the gay dude would lead these alpha males through these erotic sort of bonding rituals to help charge their young and balance them out so they could be better men for their culture, you know, and for their, for their so partners. Yeah. So th this sort of idea of playing with the polarities and that some of us are genuinely meant to be two spirit, yep. um, you know, and, and, and I found that with the purification of I'm on this thing called the Purium you know, ultimate lifestyle transformation, which is basically just flooding one's body with superfoods and mm. using humic and fulvic acid to detoxify from pesticides and stuff. Oh, wow. Cool. Which have a xenoestrogen effect on, on men and probably women too. Yeah. So even as a shaman, I felt like I was being cut off from my divine masculine 
mm. ability to hold that energy in my body. Mm. And so doing things like consuming superfoods and detoxifying combined with like hugging a very masculine man. Yeah. It's a very balancing thing. And what you were saying about the Argentine tango and playing with those energies and two straight men being okay to also explore that made me think of something I came across from the men's work um, author, Robert Bly. He wrote um, Iron John. Mm -hmm. So he he's referred to this invisible life-giving substance that gets transmitted between men as we gather, uh, you know, and get real in, in proximity to each other connected with bone memory, um, you know, brother to brother, bone to bone, we heal and strengthen each other. Uh, the mystics say the grandfather's voices live in the bone marrow. Mm. Um, yeah, so so something about that, like this invisible substance that gets, you know, and so that's why I just, I really value my, my men's group because we meet yeah. in person. And there's only so much that can be transmitted via a Zoom call. You oh know? my God, totally. Right? Yeah, I'm really kind of hungry for, um, I actually literally was just thinking earlier today, like, I think I need to kind of find a way to do some in-person groups because, yeah, there isn't, mm-hmm. and it's not the same. I mean, it, mm-hmm. I will say it's, I I have been surprised by how much transmission can occur over That is true. Program. And yeah. also this weird, it's a fascinating way in which I feel like it kind of focuses things in a different way. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, yeah, there's no substitute for in-person and, um, mm-hmm. yeah. And also looping back to what you were saying about, I know for me about like the masculine feminine, you know, dance and connection, I, I went through a period of a couple years of it deliberately, mostly not dating or flirting or anything. Mm-hmm. And during that time, there was like, some shifting in my female friendships as I became sort of more aware of the dynamics and also a deepening of my friendships with the men in my life. Mm. And I now have, I feel like this sense of like safety and being held and seen by certain key men in my life who mm-hmm. happen most of, not all of them, but most of them happen to be gay. So there's like, none of that feeling like, oh, somebody's, you know, whatever, something (laughs) weird is going to happen. But there's still, it's fascinating because there's still like that. And even if maybe somebody, one of them might play kind of the more um, feminine uh, role in their relationship with me, they play more the masculine role. You know what I mean? It's just Mm -hmm. really fascinating. It is really fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, the gay dudes were the shamans, you know, so having that ability to really embody the divine masculine, really embody the divine feminine. And uh, I studied a bit of like sort of First Nations Aboriginal history Mm -hmm. uh, in in regards to Canada Mm. in in university and, and the understanding that when the colonialists came over, they saw the gay dudes and they were the they killed them first because they and they called them berdash i might be not pronouncing it correctly but it's a french word that means like prostitute or slut wow yeah so they projected that sort of um colonialist sort of homophobia onto these two-spirit shamans Mm -hmm. um probably because they saw that they were powerful and it's kind of like the witch burnings right like kill kill off the people who have the spiritual connection and, and the medicine and the knowledge 
Yeah. Um, so it's sad, but but I really feel like modern day men who identify as gay, a lot of a lot of them, you know, or bi or whatever, a lot of us are meant to be the shamans, you know, or the 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 the, the healers and have that ability to embody the divine masculine and the divine feminine in different situations, as you were saying. Yeah. You yeah. know, to move between those polarities with ease and um, mm -hmm. and art and fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, of course, like some of, I mean, I know for me, I like also, like you were saying, some. I think you said something about like connecting to the masculine in yourself too. Yes. And I know for me, that's, that's like a big, it's one of my learning curves, you know, it's like give yourself some, some structure and some. Right. Yeah. Some grounding. Yeah. Oh yeah. Me too. <laughs> totally. It's a, it's a pra it's a practice, isn't it? But those yeah. things that you were mentioning, like, uh, connecting to the genitals when singing, uh, yeah. barefoot walking, earthing, these things are all things that we can do. Even certain foods I find can be more grounding. Yes. Like I find if I drink coffee, not so grounding, <laughs> yep, not, so grounding. <laughs> but <if> I, <laughs> not always so grounding, <laughs> but you know, if I, if I want to, to, um, eat certain foods what about like certain doll dolls or curries can be oh, really sure, grounding yeah. certain mung bean you know stews yeah. and, and things of that nature um and then you know as you said spending that time outside barefoot super grounding yeah yeah and then that makes it easier to kind of embody i find the divine masculine or the more sort of grounding energy yeah yeah totally. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much for, for your time and for your art and for your song and for your wisdom and, and for, yeah, sharing the divine love meditation. Um, yeah, it's, it's really, it's really a beautiful gift you have. And it's in a very, it's a very Aquarian, I feel it's a very Aquarian art and uh, science that you're offering to the world. <laughs> and it's something that is going to become more and more mainstream. You know, like instead yeah. of going to a psychiatrist, not that there's anything wrong with psychiatrists. My dad's a psychiatrist. They, everybody has, there's a time and a place for everything. Sure. But I think as we enter more and more into the Aquarian age, it's going to become more and more common and quote unquote normal to go and see a healing singer. Mm. That's quite a, that's quite a thought. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, I, that may, it makes sense to me or just like. To have a catharsis. Yeah, exactly. Right. And even like what you were talking about, I loved that meditation um, with the different statements and, mm. but, and with the permission to sort of, if you need to flow into releasing some anger or some grief or whatever to do so, because mm -hmm. I do feel like with everything sort of intensifying and being so unstable, it's kicking up everybody's stuff, right? Yeah. myself included oh, and Me so yeah. it requires a higher level of um i don't know like just consistency maybe mm -hmm. with our tools totally and like totally. broadening them and so um yeah and totally. my, i sort of am realizing that i'm really more of a person who i'm more of like a transmitter channel mm -hmm. offerer than like medium coach I mean, yeah. I can coach people, but I'm much more interested in like, this is what's coming through. 
Well, you call yourself, you are a mute, you're, you are a muse, you know, like yeah. in ancient Greece, I don't know too much about the tradition of it all, but the idea that maybe somebody who is feeling in, uninspired would go to somebody like you mm -hmm. to allow themselves to be catalyzed into a more sort of true version of their themselves. Cause the yeah. Bible says we were born with a spirit of love and power. And I would add creativity rather than a fear of like, or a, a spirit of fear or stagnancy or timidity. Mm -hmm. So it's like um, that spark, you know, somebody said the opposite of depression is expression. Oh, I love that. And being in your energy field makes it opens my heart to want to express more. Mm. And then that makes me feel more excited to be alive. And that like, now I'm going to go for a nice walk in nature. I'm going to go, I feel like I feel charged up by yeah. what you've offered, mm. you know, and, and all types of healers can do that. I'm not saying psychiatrists can't, sure. um, but there is something I think that people are needing, especially during this time when we're all being locked down, yeah. people like you can provide not only a healing space, but also that artistic, um, expression that people are craving right because broadway's closed i know right totally <laughs> so why not yeah like i mean <laughs> you know i can't remember the last there was some movie that i my sister and i went to that was like a, mo a movie musical that was fairly okay musical. i can't remember what it was greatest showman oh well that one i did i did see that one and i was like <laughs> just was great. so yeah. Oh, my, so <laughs> I saw it like three times in the movie. Oh theater. my god! I, <laughs> so keep, I listen to that. This is me over and over and over. Oh like, yeah, that that's a great just, song. And have you seen she? If if you go on YouTube, they have um the some behind the scenes. Her, yeah, of her yes. singing it. Right. I, that was beautiful. Oh, it makes you could happy. do a really good job of that song. Oh, thank you. Thank oh yeah, you. I would love to watch you yeah. sing that song. Thank you, and I would love to hear more of hear more and see more of your your songs too oh we'll have to we'll we'll cross pollinate yeah i actually am probably going to do a podcast soon myself because i just feel like yeah. it's a really fun way to share oh, yeah. great people with other people you know what i'm saying oh yeah it's it's like community building and it's yeah. it's great and like i have an explicit label on my podcast so i haven't been censored yet so this is great <laughs> so i can talk about anything <laughs> And, and it seems to be fine. <laughs> so if I say the F word, I don't get like banned from Facebook or something. Um, oh, wow, that's awesome. That's yeah, really you just put the E, you know, explicit. So then they can't censor it on Apple. I mean, I'm sure if I talked about, you know, the V word that might do something. But as you said in your vision, my way of serving is having that sparkly green cape on. I don't need to have the heavy, heavy green cape. I can have the sparkling one. Yeah, and like maybe somebody you know, who is having, making, trying to make a decision about something to do with their health, they might just be sparked by your embodiment of right. your joy. And that could, you know what I'm saying? Yes, I do. Thank we, you. We, we ping pong off of each other's energies, I think way more than we realize. Yeah. Yeah. It's like when we're rooted in the body and the heart, yeah. we can come, that's, for me, and that's what I like about the Isha Judd system and the divine love. It's like, okay, yeah. focus on your thymus, focus into your heart. Mm -hmm. If you get caught up here, you can express it, feel it, rage it, and then come back down. And actually when I was doing breath work, I don't know if you've heard of the technique called conscious connected breathing or breath wave. No. It's basically, you're just lying on the ground, usually in a circle or by yourself, there's a facilitator. And you're just like, um, you can bring your hands to your low belly and just like, <sighs> so it's like an active inhale. 
and then just to let the exhale happen. And you're literally doing that for like sometimes an hour. Oh, wow. Yeah. And like it can take you to these really intense states where you're really feeling it to heal it. And I'm, I'm forgetting what my point was. <laughs> but oh, you're talking about how we ping pong off each other's energies. Right. So yeah, so just all these different tools that we can use, whether it's singing or breath work or the Isha Judd system. Right. Okay. So my teacher, when I was breathing, I kept going up into story during this hour long breath session. And he could tell because he's a, an experienced breath work teacher. He said, he said, get out of story and feel it in your body. Mm. And he just kept saying that, like, come out of, come out of story, uh, feel it, feel in the body, breathe in the body. And then it, I almost felt like I was becoming like you where I was receiving visions. But as he kept mm -hmm. telling me to stay in the body, I would just, the preponderance of my consciousness was focused on feeling rather than thinking. Yeah. 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 It's like there's the head brain, the heart brain, and the rectum sex organ navel point brains. Mm -hmm. Totally. And art, like you're singing brings me down into the heart brain and the rectum sex organ navel point brains more often. And for some reason, life is a lot more fun in the body than always up in the head brain. Totally. totally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then also, I don't know where, where the womb part plays in, but I know for me that's a big part of, you know, just connecting. I guess that's probably in the third one, but for yeah. me, sometimes there's a little bit of a delineation between the, you know, rectum sex organ area and mm -hmm. the womb area. Right. You yeah. know, the spirit so, womb, some people call it yeah. like, yeah, like when we're in that parasympathetic state, our spirit feels safe to be in that womb for both mm -hmm. men and women. Mm -hmm. And I think the um, ancient Chinese system, they call it like the lower Don Tian. Yes, yes. But yeah. you're right. There is a different, there's a bit of a different consciousness. And even the work of, um, there's a book called Becoming Supernatural by Dr. Joe Dispenza. Oh, yeah. And he I'm was not talking. Right, but I'm vaguely familiar with his, his mm -hmm. work has like just been coming out so much more. Mm -hmm. to me. Oh yeah, yeah, it's totally getting more, yeah, yeah, more popular. But he, in his book, he was talking about how like every energy center has its own brain, its own consciousness, mm -hmm. and so he delineates between like all the. He basically says all seven chakras have their own brain. So. Wow. And we know that every chakra has a gland associated with it. So in, in different systems, it differentiates a bit, but generally it seems like the root chakra, actually, I was reading your, your mom's book and in that it, it, women's bodies, women's wisdoms, it, the root chakra is actually the earth. Yeah. Whereas in other systems, the root chakra is the, um, perineum area or okay. even some, yeah. In some systems it's the coccyx. So it kind of changes. Like I've been reading different Kundalini books when I was in India and then women's bodies, women's wisdom, and, and then even Carolyn Mace. And they're all slightly different. Yeah. But from what I've been studying a lot of Montauk Chia and his system, it kind of seems like the root chakra is the prostate, perhaps the prostate gland or the sacred spot in women, the G spot. Yeah. Uh, the second chakra would be the ovaries and the testes. Not necessarily the focal point, but the gland associated with it. Okay. And then the third chakra is like the pancreas. See, and then it gets confusing because the adrenals are there too. So in some yeah. systems, I see that they say the adrenals are the third chakra, whereas in other systems, they say, no, the adrenals are associated with the root chakra. So it gets confusing. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that there's, is confusing. 
many different delineations. But I always say when I'm teaching these days, I'll just say root chakra prostate or sacred spot for women, uh, second chakra um, gonads, ovaries, testicles, third chakra pancreas, fourth chakra heart, and the gland associated with beta thymus, fifth chakra thyroid, sixth okay. chakra pituitary gland, seventh chakra crown chakra is the pineal. So that's just what I go with. But Yeah, I mean, I feel like well, I don't know because it's not. I've been exposed to a lot of it, but it's certainly not my area of expertise. But it seems to me like if you're connecting to something in that, you're gonna you're gonna <laughs> yeah. get what you need. You're gonna get something. To me. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh wait, just focus on somewhere in your body <laughs> rather than Facebook. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just turn off Facebook and focus on a gland. Okay. That is the way. <laughs> yeah, that's the way. <laughs> That could be a, I don't know, a meme or a something. Totally. <laughs> Why focus on Zuckerberg when you can focus on your prostate? <laughs> totally. <laughs> Instead of activating Facebook, activate your prostate. <laughs> or your sacred spot. Or your Those sacred spot. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Totally. But to get back to your point about like the the differentiation between the like the lower dantian and the genitals. Yeah. For sure. I definitely feel that too. Like there is definitely a different consciousness associated with every chakra or gland or, or body region. Yeah. It's fascinating. Yeah. Well, I hope to someday be able to take your, one of your classes. Yeah. 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 When, when things open up, I'd love to, I love, uh, I've never been to Maine, but I love New York. I, I once met your sister on a rooftop in New York. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, I think I heard about this from her. It was a long time ago. I think it was like yeah. in 2011 or something. I just remember it being super, super windy, but yeah, I always, I kind of room as a Canadian, like from small town, Vancouver, I kind of romanticize like places like Maine and New York. And mm -hmm. I, my mom does too. And even in my room, I've got like, you know, pictures of Brooklyn bridge and stuff. And it's just so magical and, and getting to kind of explore that area when I was so young was, was a gift. And I'm, oh, I'm so grateful because when I got kicked off of Canadian idol, I actually won a scholarship to go to AMDA. So I was grateful. Yeah. that I had something to focus my energy artistically and creatively into. Yeah. And keep, keep on, keep on rolling, keep on yeah, rolling. Been an, and especially to have, yeah, to have that experience at that age. And also frankly, to have experienced New York at that time. Cause mm -hmm. I don't, you know, it's not, it's not that right now. And not that I'm right now. No. going to be back to that. <laughs> totally. Totally. It was a magical time. Cause apparently like before then, like I was down there in 2004 ish. It was like kind of like like I think somebody said Rudy Giuliani cleaned it up. Like I kept hearing yes, that. Yes, I heard that too. And I moved yeah. there in two thousand three originally too. Okay, so, yeah. okay. So there we go. So I think we yeah we got to experience it in a in a pretty nice time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, great memories. Yeah. Da, 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 da. <laughs> we could go on. I know. But I I do look forward to uh, hanging out with you in person sometime and yes, collaborating, perhaps on a creative spin class opera project or something would be yes. would be really fun so let's put that and put that in the in the uh what you call on the back burner <laughs> yes well thank you so much yeah. for having me it's so fun to talk with you oh you as well Anne. yeah thank you have a beautiful rest of your evening thank and uh you. where can people find you online if they'd like to book oh, a sure. healing um, session yeah thanks for asking the um most consistent place to find me is my instagram meaning the Perfect. place where i post the most um and that's Ann C. Mahler, at Ann C. Mahler. Perfect. And, then, and that's Ann without an E. 
Yeah. And I do mm-hmm. also have a website, uh, which is Ann Mahler, the muse. Nice. Dot com. And that's where, yeah. And if you want to, um, you know, sign up for my newsletter, that's where you can do it and get the song that you were yeah. talking about. <laughs> that's beautiful. What, what was that song? You know, I could have sworn it was angel, but I, now I have to check because it was it something else. Not a bit. Oh, maybe it was, hold on a second. It was beautiful. Check. Check whatever it was it was beautiful it's funny that i can't remember but it's been a while since i recorded it i think okay. it was um welcome oh it's angel standing by which is a duet oh. that jewel does with her mother oh it's the original it's that she's another one when you were talking about sarah mclaughlin and sarah brightman and yeah well i don't there's a YouTube of her. I'll see if I can find it and send it to you. She mm-hmm. also is classically trained. I've heard this. And that's funny because I hadn't heard her for ages. And then I I had a random playlist and I started listening to her music again a couple of days ago when I was going for a nice walk. And yeah, she's. you can tell she's got some kind of classical or something. I was like, and it's almost like she's got two different versions of that first album. Yes. Like the, you know, Who Will Save Your Soul? There's one that's a little bit more organic and then there's one that's a little bit more like, okay, Jewel, can you sing more like this for the radio? Like I could tell they they had done. So that was interesting. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. She's uh, really cool. I mean, I don't know her, but I really like her work. Yeah, her her art's great. Yeah. Uh, do you have any, like, can people he- hear any oh, music? That's that a really good question. <laughs> um, right now, I really, there's a clip of me singing Somewhere Over the Rainbow on my website. Okay. In the song area. You can hear some songs in my IGTV. Nice. Um, and then I I actually still have a MySpace page. Oh my gosh, I forgot about MySpace. One, one song that I wrote, just me acapella. Nice. Um, that's it for the moment, but that cool. I, that would definitely be, a, that is definitely a goal. Is to, oh yeah. Um, have more that people can listen to. Yeah, to get some of your stuff up on Spotify or, or yeah. Um, that, yeah, that'd be I'd be the first to to stream it. Aw, thank you <laughs> yeah. so much. <laughs> yeah. Well, keep up the amazing work and uh, uplifting the world through your your gifts and talents, Anne. And for those of you listening, go follow Anne, Anne C. Mahler on Instagram. And what is your MySpace, dare I ask? <laughs> I think it's just um, forward slash, it's MySpace. We can put it in the show notes, but I think it's like cool. MySpace, like forward slash and dot com forward slash Ann Mahler. Okay, awesome. Yeah. And it has like a really grainy photo of me <laughs> in a provocative pose at a party. I love it. <laughs> That's fun. That's always fun. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I mean, I'm clothed, but it's. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> to hear Ann's secret song and see her semi nude. <laughs> Head over to MySpace. Namaste. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Have a beautiful rest of the evening, Anne, and we'll talk soon. I will. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, and keep doing your wonderful work. Thank you so much. Awesome. Take care. Huge thank you to Anne for being on the show. I love your energy. I'm so grateful that we got to sit down and have that chat. And every time you sing i burst out in tears in the best way it's so cathartic and it really your voice and your message really symbolized to me the the importance of art art from the heart and um thank you Anne, for continuing to create such beautiful art uh, from your heart because it really inspires me to do the same 
And I know it inspires a lot of other people to do the same as well. Thank you to everybody who tuned in today. If you'd like to check out Anne, check out Anne C. Mahler on Instagram. And you can head over to her secret MySpace page as well. And if you'd like to check out my music, head over to willblunderfield.ca and you can check out the semen retention stuff I offer as well as my music. I wish you guys a beautiful day, evening or morning, wherever you are on this beautiful planet. And send me a direct message on Instagram, Wild Naked Man, if you'd like to get in contact or over at my website, willblunderfield.ca. Ciao for now. I began to feel grateful It was you I found Lessons learned Bridges crossed To get to where we are Let's lose ourselves In this moment We've come so far And we sing Rama, Rama, Rama discovered